life was like a box of chocolates. There is no place like... You talking to me? All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Nobody puts baby in a I could have been a contender. He's looking at you, kid. Here's Johnny. A very particular set of skills. Your milkshake. Go ahead. Make my day. I'll be back. I am the father. I'm Spartacus. Shell off to my little friend. Why so serious? You shall not Welcome to the Real Features Podcast. Uh, I'm very excited for this episode because like last year, we're covering the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival. Um, You may have seen that we have been releasing a few interviews for this one. Um, So this time, myself and my co-host, Mr. Samuel Lavery. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me, Paul. Yes, we will be counting down our top five um, of what we thought were the top five documentaries Um, And then we will be covering a couple of other notable ones as well. So um, as you are our resident documentary uh, uh, expert, what would you say makes a good documentary in your eyes? What usually? Uh, That's a very good question. Um, Probably. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Authenticity. No, like that's such a word thrown around a lot, but no, it it really would be. It's like, a genuine like just actually reporting the story because a lot of really good doco like evolves naturally as they film it yeah. so i think a lot of the time it's literally just hence the name and the category documenting what's occurring on that subject as opposed to trying to write a narrative through it or you know just actually find the truth about that subject Absolutely. um i think it's as simple as that but yeah, yeah the best ones like you know um i'm trying to think of one uh, what was that one with the the steroids, like the Russian one, um, oh, Netflix? Yes. Yeah, that doco just starts out as something and ends on as something completely different, and I can't remember <laughs> the name of it, so it's not a good. Yeah, I can't answer. either, but yeah, yeah, um, that was a good one. Icarus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's just one example, but like, there's so many, and they just start out as one, and they just kind of yeah have their own life. Force. So I don't know. That's a long-winded answer to what you say, but I think it's yeah, it's literally just the mm. truth of that that subject covering yeah. for sure. And it's interesting because you know, obviously, certain documentaries will draw you by the 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 subject, um, and that you know could resonate with you and it's something you're interested in. Probably the true test is when you watch a documentary, you don't know anything about it or care about the subject, and it actually pulls you in, and you're like, wow, yep. this is awesome as well. Yep. So um, exactly. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, them, you're right. Yeah. Some of them surprise you and you go, oh my God. And we're going to talk about some that, yeah, like the synopsis. If you've read it, you're like, like yeah. that subject, I don't know anything about and I'm not really that interested into it, in it, but then you watch it and yeah, yeah, you can't look away. Absolutely. Yeah. And there was certainly a, a, quite a bunch of these um, from this festival as the quality is always very strong. It's one of the biggest film festivals in Australia and especially for documentaries. Um, so, uh, and we should say that Melbourne Documentary Film Festival, obviously if you're located in Melbourne, Australia, it's good for you because you can go to the Cinema Nova and watch yep. these in the cinema. Um, but it's okay if you're not because they also have the online version um, which you can watch for all of July. There's digital subs- subscriptions where you can get those as well. So I definitely recommend doing that. Yeah, um, absolutely. 
Yeah. No, there were some absolute winners, like some that, yeah, I mean, look, most of them, we're going to do a top five today, which is yep. very cool. And then we'll uh, we'll talk about a few notable ones that just missed out. Yep. But um, yeah, the the quality was very, very strong. So yeah, yeah, I, nice. I can I completely agree with you and encourage people to yeah, take that up. If you're not in Melbourne, then just jump on and you can watch them anyway. Like that's yeah. that's a win. It's easy. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the best. For sure. Number five, Mr. Cookson. We're doing yeah. a top five, five to one, baby. Let's get into it. Um yeah. So so do you wanna, you, are you doing number five? You I I will give it a go. Yeah, sure. Go do it. All right. Um, So number five was Cover Your Ears. Um, Cover Your Ears was uh, directed by Sean Patrick Shaw. Um, So this one, uh, yeah, quite an interesting one. So um, so essentially it's kind of looks at um, over the years how with music um, it's sort of evolved and kind of, you know, the, the censorship and things like that, how that's evolved. Like you think, you know, it sort of starts off with with looking at how, um originally you know you look at the doors or rolling stones and they would say controversial things on uh and and then the word you know by these standards nothing uh but you know back then they were censored off certain see off uh you know radio or uh talk shows and things like that and then i guess how it's sort of you know yeah kind of evolved uh through the years mm-hmm. where you can sort of say whatever you want now um yeah. and things like that as well so yeah it's interesting so yeah really good take on that so yeah yeah awesome yeah. Number four. Number four. Musk versus Bezos. Which yeah. Yeah. And it's called Star the New Star Wars. Musk versus Bezos, the new Star Wars, which is pretty cool because they're obviously both trying to um expand travel to space and yep. you know, they're privatizing that. And um it's really around um the battle for the top spot in the US's space travel business, yeah. which you know is very well documented, Musk with SpaceX. And um, Bezos with uh, Blue Origin. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's pretty fascinating. We're in a, living in a crazy time at the moment. It is, it's especially like, going on. And, and this does such a good job at sort of showing that, uh, you know, these crates, two of the richest people in, in America. And I think, I don't know, for me, I kind of knew more around Elon's story, but, uh, you know, sort of seeing it as well, Bezos, how, you know, in an interview, they sort of show how uh, he kind of talks about if he didn't have Amazon, what would he do? And he says space, he'd love to go to space. And they kind of laugh it off um, like this crazy rich guy just talking yeah. shit. But, uh, you know, and then they both get super competitive and, you know, they've just transformed, you know, from what was just NASA, they've privatized, caught, you know, yep. sort of made it for businesses where they can pay these companies and, and their ambitious plans where they're essentially, you know, wanting to, um, take people to, to uh, Mars and also yep. Bezos wants to like set up this spaceship with like a million people that can just live in space. <laughs> yeah. It's um it's a fascinating and yeah, really well told in this docu. the docu. I thought they did really well on this one. So yeah. I'm sort of showing that with a lot of interviews and, and things like that. So yeah. Is four. Elon coming on the podcast? Uh, I think we're negotiating uh, with, um, you know all the employees that are still employed in his business yes. um okay which, uh, yeah okay yeah. so Let me yeah. know. i'm sure it's a future i'll be up for that one if we're, we're i think we've got both on at once uh, <laughs> yeah. debate go <laughs> but also richard branson from memory he's having a crack at it too isn't he really yeah pretty uh, sure it's a billionaire wrong. thing wow yeah jeez they're saying like how much i think it was like 200k per ticket for people to go in space for some of these 
And they were certainly saying like, yeah, you put 50 people in there, times that by 200K, yeah. just like, you know, that's 10 mil essentially straight away. But also like the, how bad it is for the, the environment. Like they're trying to yeah. do it for environmental reasons and then joy rides going into space for like. Yeah. Dude, and let's be honest, a few of them are going to go wrong. Yeah, I know. I was saying that. First that. One. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, very so, yeah. interesting. Worth a watch. Yeah. Uh, top three. Um, three. Yeah. So number three was uh, Surviving Sunset, an actor's Hollywood journey. Um, so you may have heard this one. Um, I interviewed Sean. Um, lovely guy, great guy. Uh, it was a fun interview, um, and it was an interesting take on. Um, definitely you know listen to the the podcast because it'll probably cover it uh, in more detail but in short essentially he he went to america uh, hollywood to try and make it big as an actor and while there um you know obviously sort of showed the uglier side and, and how hard it can be and all that sort of stuff and then while they also interviewed a whole bunch of other actors um kind of getting their take and um what they've learned and all that sort of stuff so um he's done really well he's winning a lot of awards off the back of this uh around um australia and internationally so um yeah definitely worth a watch yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool because you wonder that we see the the positive stories and the you know from hollywood but it's really showing that underbelly right it's the the people who are struggling over there and yeah there's millions of them yeah it is yeah yeah and in the podcast he he told a really um pretty crazy story about this guy who was you know really rich had a really nice house uh wife all this sort of stuff um and then just slowly just saw him lose it all to the point that like yeah again worth listening to the podcast he's gonna tell a lot better than me but um yeah essentially like he sees him in the the street in a tent scavenging for food and this guy was a millionaire like a crazy money wife family all this sort of stuff and he ends up finding out that he's passed away like just, on the side, like, just gave he it all up for the... and all this sort of stuff yeah Man. crazy anyway, Sad. hollywood yeah crazy yes number uh, two though number two yeah the road um, to patagonia yeah. Again, um, I'll let you do the honors on number one. Um, yes. So, um, the, the Road to Patagonia. Um, so again, uh, like fortunate enough to interview Maddie, uh, the director and main person in it. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty, he, he, it was pretty cool. Um, so essentially he's, um, he explained it better in the podcast again, um, recommend listening to that, but essentially he had depression, um, decided to go to Alaska and go on a bit of a surfing trip where he would travel and, you know, go on a motorbike and go all the way down to Patagonia. Um, early into his trip, um, he meets a girl uh, um, who's a bit of a surfy as well. And it kind of turns into a bit of a love story where just like, hmm. you know, these people on different sides of the world, uh, meet um, she drops everything and follows him on this journey they go to these remote villages um, like kind of you know there's been a few kind of examples of this sort of stuff I think where people have done these big road trips and really enlightening and stuff um, and then through that you know he goes on motorbikes they sell those they get horses uh, they go around on horses and yeah it's um, and they end up you know falling in love getting married and the update is they've had a kid and living together in America, in Australia. So um, really cool. Really cool. He's such a lovely guy. One of the nicest 
people on earth i think he just seemed like such a nice guy um really enjoyed that interview just yeah lovely guy so um once yeah. again make sure you check out the big interview though exactly With much That's more right. detail in that absolutely but yes yeah, number one i'm very excited about this i i love this film yeah i really did and yeah. you had the pleasure of interviewing um once again the producer and um actually the main subjects ex-wife yes and it's love charlie the rise and fall of chef charlie trotter charlie trotter was a a very prominent chef in like the 90s and he, he revolutionized food and he's not necessarily a household name but even before like a lot of gordon ramsay's and all these guys who blew up he was kind of doing a lot of it beforehand and just it gives you insight into just the drive and meticulous nature like he wasn't even cooking he kind of only wanted to be a chef when he was in college yeah. so it's pretty crazy that he just the drive he came from a quite a wealthy family so like to then still have that hunger to go out and make your own way you know his dad was incredibly successful but then supported him mm. um in in the best ways just to try and help him and guide him but he just did it all himself and just relentless and it's just an insight into his character actually it's not a spoiler but he, he passed away mm. um sadly uh several years ago and the the um doco just is so well done through like letters he's written to close friends and family you just get mm. an insight into how um how he operates and just yep. a truly unique and i think they keep calling him like an, an enigma and yeah. i think that's a really good description of him so if you look I, I love food and i like chefs and i watch a lot of cooking crap so this one was one where i saw the i guess the synopsis and i was drawn to it but yeah. even if you weren't you don't give a shit about cooking chefs anything doesn't matter this yeah. is a hundred percent just a, a beautiful doco really well put together compelling um yeah. and once again a story that just goes so many different ways kind of how i defined docos at the start of this podcast yeah this is, one that does that it just starts off one way and then just you know goes yeah. so many different places yeah so yeah i was a very big fan and awesome. a very great interview that you had with um the producer and charlie's ex-wife um, yeah it was it was good Lisa. to get their insights in, into some of it as well and yeah just like the fact they had a lot of interview footage of, of him talking himself and they had some other really notable um um chefs as well that uh you know yeah shared their feedback on him how much he influenced how many other people who have worked under him have gone on to do big things as well um and yeah the financial crisis just ruined him um yeah. it's yeah um, and just, just his totally. health like yeah his health let him down and then even just at the time it's kind of hard to probably appreciate it as much when you watch it in the documentary but at the time people like the rumor mill was that he's like an alcoholic or whatever and like it's kind of insinuated that yeah there were some pretty nasty rumors going around but he actually had legitimate health problems that you know he's having strokes and fits and things like that and <laughs> he was struggling and yeah, uh, yeah it, it's sad it's sad like it many good docos but because it, it's just life it just yep. um encapsulates him so well yeah 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 so that was number one top five a worthy one go. but like yeah, yeah all of those are just winners so they are yeah yeah and yeah could have almost done a top 10 because a lot of other yep. good ones in the list um but yeah they they were very strong but yeah some of the other ones um that, that probably just missed the uh the list um 
Um, we can give you a quick summary of some of these, but yeah. um, Speed uh, is expensive. Um, so this one is narrated by Ewan McGregor. Um, it's a pretty big name. I don't really know this guy, but he must have been pretty big in the motorbike world. So essentially, uh, Philip Vincent uh, built the fastest and most glamorous motorcycles in the world, yet he ended his days in poverty. Um, 40 years later, after his death, um, one of his uh, machines apparently sold for over a million dollars. Almost sounds like a um van gogh or something like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well i know that um ewan mcgregor also is a massive motorbike guy yeah yeah <laughs> actually speaking of those trips like, didn't he do one where he got on the motorbike and kind yeah. of around it and yeah that's right yeah that's exactly right. yeah yeah um a few other ones what dream girl the making of marilyn monroe so that was you know and she's been kind of um of late there was a the tv series or the movie on her sorry yep on Marilyn yeah. Monroe, but yeah, Docker on the life and times of Marilyn. Yeah. Um, um at twenty-three thousand feet. Um, so this one is about a guy who uh after creating the first world record for the fastest climb on Black Peak Mountain, which apparently had an altitude of six thousand three hundred and eighty-seven meters. Uh, um, in six days, which is pretty impressive. Mm. Um, he's challenged himself to climb a 23,000 foot mountain despite his little to no experience, which just is pretty dangerous to be honest. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it's crazy. So this is his last chapter before he try. he's going to then try and do Mount Everest. So, um, so essentially, you know, it's, um, you know, his battle with emotions and demons and, and all the physical stuff that comes along with that. So, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Compelling. Compelling. Um, the Trustful, Julian Assange. So everyone's, well, most people will have heard of him. Story of the WikiLeaks founder, and he examines the significance of the insights and resulting behavior of the governments involved, the extraordinary personal risk taken by Assange, and the wider fundamental issues around press freedom that affect us all and our right to know. Yeah, juicy topic, that's for sure. So yeah. um, there's been, I think, a few things on him, docos and stuff. But yeah, mm. this was a, another uh, impressive take on that. So yeah, if you like that topic, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, the Invisible Extinction. Um, I wasn't sure on this, um, but yeah, it was actually quite interesting as well. So essentially, um, just because, you know, reading the subject line, I was like, uh don't know how interesting this will be, but it actually was. Um, so this is essentially follows two leading scientists how they discuss how the overuse of uh, antibiotics and um, elective C-sections are destroying the healthy bacteria in our bodies hmm. and fueling the uh, stratospheric rise in obesity, diabetes, <clears throat> asthma, and food allergies. So pretty brutal. Shit. So, um, yeah. There you go. Interesting time. Important though. That's it bloody is. important stuff. Actually, and is. important yeah. research, man. It was eye opening. Yeah. Yeah. Funny hell. Um, Downwind, narrated by Martin Sheen, raises a fascinating topic of the fact that 928 nuclear weapons were tested on American soil in Nevada from 1951 to 1992. And it also explores how the effects are still impacting Americans today. Full on, it's sort of wow. unknown, you know, sort of thing. We talk about nuclear and stuff, yet the fact that America have had that many tests on their own soil, it's Mate. Like, that can't be healthy. So, um, yeah, there you go. Brutal. Yeah. Um, 
And Rising Fury, uh, again, very topical, but essentially, so it follows two Ukrainian uh, idealists over eight years. So it sort of starts from early days of peaceful, where they sort of doing peaceful protests. Mm -hmm. And then it sort of, um, obviously, as the war, you know, and all that sort of stuff, and tensions start to to rise. Um, So it sort of shows them having their homes bombed and joining the army to defend their nation. Um, and includes some deadly firefights against former friends, which is pretty crazy, and a close uh, military ins- uh, and a close military instructor who join uh, join the uh, Russian forces. So, yeah, pretty uh, pretty interesting one. So if you're pretty heavy too, Ukraine, Jesus, yeah, Ukraine <laughs> war. It's um, yeah, definitely a heavy one, but it's it's interesting for sure. Yeah, yeah. And lastly, tell me, Iggy. A doco on the life of the famous singer and the frontman of the Stooges, Iggy Pop. Yeah, he certainly had an interesting life. Um, yeah, talking about enigmas before. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, so another another one that's, um, yeah, if you like Iggy, it's definitely interesting one to watch. It, it covers a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. What a list, yeah. man. Like, once again, it's well worth just the membership to sign up because it's a bloody treasure trove of, It is uh, film to watch. Yeah, some real quality in there. As you said, it's always one of the top top festivals. We're very, um, you know, excited every year to be partnered with them. Um, great festival, so definitely worth checking out. Um, but yeah, if you want to know more, um, www.mdff.org.au. Um, so, uh, and also as mentioned, you can go to Cinema Nova and watch some of the films will be airing from the 21st to the 30th of July. Um, and all the online ones you can watch from anywhere, uh, for all of July. So definitely check that out. Um, and also our, our interviews with the filmmakers from Surviving Sunset, The Road to Patagonia and Love Charlie. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, very, check it out. very big year there. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome to be a part of it. Absolutely. Um, enjoy, friends enjoy. and family. Thanks. <laughs>